Episode 191, Why Change is So Hard, But Also Important. Welcome to the Becoming You Forever podcast. My name is Emily Peterson, and I am here to share strategies, ideas, and ways that will help you become your best self, becoming the version of you that you want to be forever by incorporating all of these tools and techniques that are going to help fuel your body, your mind, and your spirit to truly be the version of you that you want to be consciously, on a conscious level, choosing for yourself who it is that you want to be. Hey friends, what's going on? Got some more amazing content here on the podcast for y'all because, you know, that's what we do here. So how's your week been? What's new? What's going on? What what are you needing more support with? Um, what's coming up for you that you just wish you could, you know, have a different perspective on or get some support one-on-one or in a group setting? Um, even just asking questions and sending an email or something at insightsfromemily at gmail.com. And um, yeah, whatever's going on with you. I love to see what's happening. Um, I see it through social media and all the things that are taking place there. There's so, I feel like there's just so many things happening around us and in this world and like obligations that we have and um just a lot of stuff that we kind of just have this heaviness of trying to be a certain way. And so today I want to talk about why change is so hard, but that it's also really important. And you might just hear a beep in the background. I'm not sure what that is. (laughs) And I'm not going to go run around trying to figure it out. So we're just going to have to ignore it, okay? Okay, so first of all, the brain really doesn't like change because it's uncomfortable, because it's new, because it's unfamiliar. There's this sense of the unknown, and our brains really just want to feel safe and secure in what it has already experienced and knows is is safe, really. Like, we sometimes can go into what is called this fight, flight, freeze, and we just get stuck in this emotional place where we don't know what to do and we respond emotionally and we don't make decisions that are usually the best or the most um, thought through. And that's just what the human brain does. The human brain just thrives on the known. The human brain thrives on what is easy, what is going to serve you the quickest, the easiest, the fastest, the most comfortable way. But that is not what's going to bring you the most joy or the most growth. So we want to talk about how to like kind of get around that idea that change is hard. So instead of thinking the thought that change is hard, it's hard to do these different things, it's hard to believe something else, it's hard to create a different story, it's hard to deal with how life is going right now, it's hard to try to change myself when no one else around me is changing and I wish 
that this circumstance would change or this person, the way they behave would change, whatever. And so we're going to come back to ourselves because that's where we find the most control, the most empowerment, and we're going to have the most joy because we are the only ones that we can control. So when we are seeking to expand ourselves mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, in any way, it's going to require doing something a little bit challenging. So thinking about the human body and if we want to like look differently or have muscles or um, lose fat or be stronger or have more endurance or be able to run or walk further or do anything that's just a little different than what we're used to, it's going to require us to change things up a bit. So we can get in this routine of doing things and at first it seems like it's working really well, but then we hit what everyone calls a plateau. You hit this plateau because it just it becomes the same monotonous repeated thing that now your body, your brain, your spirit, you're already used to this specific way of doing things and you're not feeling the growth process. You're not experiencing something that is actually causing you to grow and allowing you to experience something beyond your current experience. And as humans, we are meant for growth. We are meant to keep expanding and becoming somebody even more. So that's why when we sit down and watch a show for too long or if we sit and play video games too long or we do something where it kind of throws us out of balance and we're set on just one thing for too long, that's why we sometimes feel that dissatisfaction of our life. Sometimes we get depressed. Sometimes it shows up as that depression or the anxiety or even stress because we are trying to get out of feeling a certain way and we think that doing something else is going to help us. And we also, you know, we say, oh, it'll just be one show. It'll be fine. It'll, it's just something I enjoy and that's totally fine. But then when we're on episode 10 and we're binge watching a show from one to 10, after a while, we start to feel a sense of um, worthlessness almost, or I have, and I've experienced other people who I've coached experience the same thing, where they become stagnant, they feel like they're not growing, they're not helping, they're not contributing. We literally, in our brain, there's there's a part of us that wants to contribute, that loves to serve and help others and help our community and make things better. We like to solve problems. There's a part of our brain that just wants to solve problems and wants to make a bigger impact. And so change is also very important in order for us to grow and become somebody who does contribute and make a bigger impact in the world. And Part of that is also going to help us change who we are on a deeper level. It's not going to change who we are as the value that we are, like being created of our creator, of God, or whatever you believe, just, you know, 
insert that in here, that it's going to help us to improve parts of ourselves that is our reason for coming to this earth. Parts of ourselves that have to do with the human body and the human experience and our natural selves. So we have like a spirit that is lasting and that is of God and that has been created in a pure, perfect form. And then we have a body that sometimes wants to give in to things that are not very healthy or good for it. Our body wants something so that we don't have to do as much work. Our brain is like, hey, let's take the shortcut. Let's just make it easy. We don't want to sit here and have to solve another problem. It's going to take too much brain juice. It's going to take too much work. It's going to be hard. You've never done it before, but it's so good for us because once we start doing it a few times, it becomes a habit. It becomes something that we can rely on in order to keep growing as the person that we want to be because now we're going to tell our brain, nope, it's okay. We can do change. You're safe. And also our brain is kind of like a little child because we do have parts of our brain that go back to that child self where um, it it needs validation. It needs and yearns for us to give it that that boost of confidence and um, just complimenting it and like validating it and all of those things. So the more that we can self-regulate and talk to ourselves in positive, loving ways and not always give in to the negative self-talk and not always give in to the natural parts of us that we just want. Oh, I want a piece of cake. I'm going to hurry and have it right now. Well, instead be like, okay, so you want a piece of cake. Is there a really good reason why? And then you kind of just talk yourself through it and really listen as if it was a child and not always give it what it wants and enabling ourselves. We want to be stronger and better than that. So what change is going to do for us, it's going to get us in a place of humility where we humble ourselves to see that, you know, we are human beings. We have this experience and we don't always need everything to be our way. And that there is a higher power than us who wants to support us and help us through it, but it does require us to stop giving in to every little tiny craving and desire that we have. Because that's what makes us different than animals, <laughs> if you think about it, okay? So animals, they their instinct is to do specific things. A dog will bark when it feels like it needs to bark because it sees something. Maybe it sees a squirrel and it'll just bark and get excited and want to run after it. We don't have to do that right away. When we have a squirrel moment, we don't have to meet that need right in the moment. We are not animals who just need to hurry and find its prey and devour it. 
if we are a healthy, normal, not normal, if we are a healthy individual with a brain that is growing and expanding and is healthy, then we have, of course, emotions. And then we have our reaction to things that happen around us and things in our life. And and we have things that we want to do and that like we want to solve a problem. So like someone like a sociopath or something would not have that emotional response to things. It you, they would just not care. They would just be numb to whatever's happening around them. So it's good that we have these emotions and it's good that sometimes it is hard to change and it's good that we we do want to solve problems. But at the same time, it's also good to not always give in to that emotion and feed it. So here's an example. I could easily get frustrated that my child didn't do the dishes the way that I asked or expected them to do. And I could you know, get on their back and I could lecture them and I could nag them and I could be obnoxious and sometimes I do. And I'm still improving this. I'm working on this. So we could either do it that way and if they still don't listen or they don't do it our way, we could be resentful and we could be upset and frustrated or we could just not have that high expectation of them. We could appreciate what they have done, what they have offered and then we could then come in if we want things to change or to be different, we could do them. So instead of responding emotionally first with frustration or resentment or something, I could instead just show up with appreciation. And if I want it done a certain way, I will do it myself. But instead of out of resentment, I'm going to do it out of love because this is what I like and I'm. it has nothing to do with them. It has nothing to do with the way that they did it or anything like that. It has to do with, I want it this way and that's okay. And I'm going to do that. And so sometimes we just need to humble ourselves and not always give in to those emotions first. And then we have a clear mind to be able to make the next decision and to take the next step of change, which is having faith in a higher power. So first we want to humble ourselves and recognize that we don't have to do it all ourselves. But if there are things that we're going to change and do, we're not going to do it out of resentment. And there's also a higher power who wants to help us so we can humble ourselves to let him. And then having faith, because we can't always see that that things are going to work out. We can't always see the outcome. We can't always see the end result. We can't always see that things are going to be okay. But if we have faith then that means that we're believing things are going to be okay even if we don't see it. Even if we have no evidence of anything working out, we just keep believing and we choose that story instead. Instead of just choosing the story that our brain wants to give us that it's panic time. Nope, this is too hard. This is too much. We can't do it. Change is is hard. When those muscles start to tense up and you're you're shaking and it's hard to do certain workouts or it's hard to keep running or jogging or whatever you're doing like physically this is just an easy example to see that when it's too hard and it feels like too much 
we just keep pushing through in a certain way. Like we don't push through to hurt ourselves or to, you know, um, injure our muscles or injure ourselves in other ways either. But we push through as far as breathing, centering ourselves and recognizing that everything's okay. I can tell myself a new story. This is hard and that's okay. I will just do a little bit harder. So if you go from, again, back to uh, like the body one, because our muscles require some kind of resistance in order for them to grow and strengthen, then maybe the resistance that we need if we've never lifted weights, is only going to be two pounds, right? Or maybe the resistance is um, five pounds if you've at least had a little bit of experience. So it doesn't mean that we're pushing ourselves to the limit and doing really hard stuff. We're just going to do one simple, small, a little bit harder, 5% harder than we're used to in order to allow that change. And we're going to have faith that it's going to work out, that we are going to be okay. And then recognize that through, for me, it's through Christ um, and his grace that I can overcome my weaknesses. So maybe for you, it's through the grace of like the universe, you see that there is grace through other people or forgiveness or help or support. Um, Things are starting to go your way. There's something like karma where you're just going to recognize that if you try to put good out there, good is going to come to you. And for me, having that grace through Christ, I overcome these weaknesses of my body, of the desires and appetites that I have and these cravings and the thoughts that I think, even the stories that I tell myself that this is too hard or um, why would why would God want to help me when I've done these things? I, I lied or I, um, I wasn't very kind to somebody or I was speaking ill words against somebody else about them. And when you really just recognize that it's not, about us doing it ourselves, then we can do hard things. And then we can see that these weak things can become strong. That these weaknesses that we already have within us, the weaknesses within our brain, the weakness within our body, whether we have a physical ailment, whether we have a mental illness, whether we have just, you know, an emotional set point where we we tend to be more sensitive and um, respond emotionally first. There is a way to overcome all of these things and change is possible and it is necessary. It is so important and so good to change parts of who we are in order to grow and become the next level version of ourselves that we want to be. If we don't want to stay stagnant forever, then it's going to require us to change a few things. If, say you go into somebody's house and they have stuff, just literally stuff all over the place that you walk into in that front room. As you first walk in the door, you can barely open the door. There's stuff everywhere. There's piles of paper. There's trash. There's um, 
even clothes and there's food and there's just stuff everywhere, some of us might create a story saying that person is a hoarder. And we would then start judging that person for the way that things are in their home. And we do that with ourselves as well. When there's so much in our brain, it becomes so overwhelming to deal with our life outside of us that we don't even want to start changing it because there's too much to think about. When So when you walk in that front room and you start telling yourself stories, you start to feel this heaviness, it's too much. Say you're the person who has that type of environment that you walk into and you know that you don't like it, but it's too much to just try to clean all of it up at once. And so maybe all you need to start with is one specific area or one specific pile or one specific category, right? It wouldn't, it'd even be the same with a junk drawer. We have a little junk drawer, right? It's just little, but it gets overwhelming because you open it. Every time you open it, you're like, oh my heck, everything just gets thrown in here. This is just the, I don't know what to do with drawer. And it's just in there. And you overwhelm yourself if you think you have to clean the whole drawer out. So what if you just start with, you know, the, for us, <laughs> we have batteries in there. So what if I just start with finding all the batteries and moving them aside? And then as you get in the routine of cleaning this out and changing it, it becomes easier. So this is what change is about too. Instead of overwhelming ourselves and our mind and our um, emotions, instead of overwhelming ourselves with all the things we think we need to change or we want to improve or we want to do this, we start with one tiny area. We start with one tiny part, one thing. It might be that all I want to do is just eat less sugar, or all I want to do is wake up five minutes earlier, or all I want to do is be more calm with my kids and not yell at them. All I want to do is be grateful and not nag, right? So we start with one area and then we progress it. But change is important because that's how we grow to become somebody more, someone better than we are right now. We're already 100% worthy because of who we are as a creation. But there's so much more that we can experience in our life by growing and expanding who we are as an individual and what we want to experience on this life. So I hope you have a fantastic week. I hope that these tips to um, change and improve your life are actually beneficial. And if they are, let's connect. And you know, you can share this with other people as well. Anyone that you think might benefit from this podcast, share it because the more you share and the more you leave a review on iTunes or anywhere that you hear the podcast, if you share this podcast, more people will hear it and that will benefit so many more people and it will make it so that it's easier to find the podcast. So that's why we help one another. That's why we you know, share these things with people because if it has benefited us, then why wouldn't we share it, right? Okay, have a great week. We'll see you next time. 
Thanks so much for listening to the Becoming You Forever podcast. If any of this was of a benefit to you, then I would just encourage you to share with your friends and family and on social media, and also to hop on over to iTunes and leave a review. It is so amazing when we get to help each other learn and grow and when we get to share what has been a benefit to us with others. So if any of these things have helped you or have piqued your curiosity in any way and you want further work with me, then please also check out my Facebook page, Emily Pete, and also Insights from Emily on Instagram. And then go ahead and email support if you have any questions or you know any topics that you want to go over, www.insightsfromemily.org or at insightsfromemily at gmail.com.